Hey, Mods. Hey, Danny. How's it going? Oh, man. I am. Can I just say how thankful I am that you asked that? Because I have needed an opportunity to vent. Today was, I hope you're sitting down. And I'm actually, I am sitting down. I'm literally, (laughs) I'm at a sit stand desk, actually, but I'm sitting down in a nice, nice Microsoft chair. I'm not going to lie about it. Yeah. It's it's got uh, some lumbar support. You know what? Microsoft, if they did one thing right, it's provide their employees with lumbar support. You got to have it. Got to. But today, today was our, uh, you know, we, we were holding all these special events. April has been a very busy month at chess.com. And today was one of those days where things didn't go well on a, on a technical level. These things happen. Uh, you know, we, we pushed some, pushed some code and some hot fixes yesterday. And, and, um, unfortunately, you know, didn't properly QA repercussions and when you have a team of we're almost at 90 salary employees now by the way just not we are growing it is insane i mean that's a whole nother digression but today the reason why i'm saying it was kind of a kind of a you know insert explicitive about how i feel about my day was because i feel like i it was one of those days where as a manager and leader of the company i just really feel like i screwed up Uh, you know not just in terms of the not just in terms of, hey, we need to establish some better workflow systems to avoid these catastrophes, but you know, when we when we go live for a show and we're starting out with thousands of viewers, I'm not only am I on camera and I'm hosting all of the technical aspects that go into these these live broadcasts that you know you can see at chess.com TV and and but I'm also multitasking and making sure that so many of our team members have you know, kind of know what they need to do and have have the right things in order. They're helping out some of our our I-18N teams, as we say in the code speak, which just means internationalization because no one wants to type 18 letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. You're, you're kind of orchestrating this whole thing. You are like a, an exact – you're a producer behind, behind the right. scenes and in front of the scenes, though, and you are – orchestrating this entire team of magical chess chess wizards yeah. out there to make this production happen that's what's and, happening and it's just too much sometimes and and uh-huh. and today it kind of so there were some bugs and stuff and i just kind of you know it kind of boiled over and i feel like i just kind of lost it in chat on on some of the guys that it was sort of particularly may, maybe their responsibility and but the thing is i realized afterwards after kind of a heated discussion with you know, kind of my only boss, which is Eric, you know, the CEO, and and kind of just bouncing around around the things I was frustrated around overall. I just kind of had this moment of self-reflection, like I need to do a better job of communicating and, and making sure I remember, you know, what's most important in life is not just saying what you think or feel. It is important to say how you feel, but also saying things in a way where people can understand and can hear you and not just because you want to let it be known that you're upset or frustrated. And, was it you know, was it one of those things where you like you you didn't you just did what you said what was on your mind you didn't step back for a second and exactly, say how exactly. is this going to impact all of my I, like in that moment I've been there I, Danny I've been in fact this week right before build up coming has been a hectic it's been crazy I feel like right. you and I are having a very similar week but just different things and I'm doing production but we haven't even started that live production yet this is that build up to right. it where a thing is just everything is changing everything's all over the place. And uh, I sent some emails. I sent some. I sent some strong, strongly worded emails this week. And uh, I'm I'm with you. And and I I I didn't even think about. I didn't even think about. I'm like, this is gonna happen. I'm not even gonna ask anybody. I'm gonna just do it. You know. Right. You know. And it's and not to make it too. I mean, I think 
these our shows are always our shows are always honest and self-reflective and authentic but i think today we're just starting off on a very honest note i am just literally coming off what started out as a very stressful event that went very well and you have to remember in those moments in the end nobody else is going to see all of the little details they're not even going to remember the bugs i was frustrated with while while i was on the show but you know the relationships you have with your team members and often you know the developers and and those in, in in the relationship between product and and content and developers those sort of managing the qa experience you know those relationships are really important to to kind of have like a good positive workflow. And so I just, I feel like I just screwed up and I'm just being totally honest. I'm wearing my heart on my shoulders. You know, I always do. And I just, and then coming out of a heated discussion then with Eric and I just realized, you know, you know, this is another good lesson because not to make it too, whatever, pukey or spiritual, whatever. But I mean that, you know, your ability to self-reflect and to look at those situations and kind of, you know, be humbled by your own mistakes, not, not even by somebody else. Like, oh, I, you know what? I screwed up. And in the end, the honest truth is, yes, there are a lot of things we need to improve. And this, yes, this is a good lesson. And yes, it is difficult to be in my position when I'm a one-man band and feeling, you know, all the, all the shame and embarrassment falls on me because people are like, you know, WTF is going on, right? And I'm the one on camera. But it doesn't matter. All those things are just one thing. You know, one one event makes no difference in the bigger scheme of things and your relationships with people and the things you say always matter. And so you have to remember that. And, and the, today was one of those lessons for me. Yeah, it's one of those things where you go through it, you go through these exercises, you have this event or that event and this thing that you're going through, even on a day-to-day basis, you're just committing code. And in the moment, it seems like the biggest thing in the world. It seems like this is this is going to break everything, right. but it's not, right? It's not. And, and it's so hard as, as just a human being to step back because that just means you're so passionate about it, right? Because if it didn't, if it didn't get you so upset and it didn't get you so riled, that just means that you don't really have a true passion for for whatever you're doing. So to me, like I, when something happens, something's going wrong. I, I, I want to be. I want to try to fix it. I want to know what's going on. I want to reach this person because I'm so passionate. I want it to be perfect. Like we're perfectionists in a way. So I totally understand exactly where you're coming from. But again, in the large scheme of things, even if you go on stage and something goes wrong for a demo fails, right? You right. feel like a complete. You know, you you, can, you may feel like a complete idiot on stage. Like, oh, I, you know, I didn't click this button. Or they couldn't see. They couldn't see my screen. Right. I've been in that scenario where like, oh, I was projecting the wrong screen. I was I was, I was mirroring, not, you know, extending right, right. or something like that. And you feel like an idiot. But then it's not because they don't care. They're like, you fixed it and it's good. And, and they might not even notice it. That's the funny part is right. you, you're, you are your worst critic. That's totally. the crazy thing. You totally are. No, you're right. And, and exactly. And that's what so many, I mean, we have a great team. And, and in the end, after Eric and I, you know, we had some choice words for each other. And it was good, actually. We have those kind of relationships where we always remind everybody, mommy and daddy need to fight sometimes. Gotcha. Um, and, and, you know, I, I was, there were some things boiling over about some workflow things that has been like probably several years. And Eric also had a lot of really good points about, you know, where you have to have accountability and responsibility regardless of if, if something is, is maybe a little dysfunctional. And, and I don't want to get into all the details because it doesn't matter. But in the end, you're right. In the, in the end, Eric was reminding me like, look, we're both really passionate and we're both going to kind of argue and be this way. And yeah, sometimes you're going to lose it because you care so much and you're kind of in a really, really tough position to keep it under cool, you know, mm-hmm. but totally, but in the end, and, and honestly, all the teammates are also really positive and they all feel the same way. Everyone in the end, it just becomes a big love fest. You know, everyone's like, you know what? I love you, Danny. I understand why you did that. And, and yeah, thanks for, thanks for apologizing and me being like, Hey, it doesn't matter what, 
what happens. Like, we have to keep our cool. We have to remember something. You know what we had to remember today, James, which was awesome? I just called you James. That's how you know I'm about to say something important. Is, okay. Yeah. Um, we remembered today at chess.com that how bleeping grateful and fortunate we are that we that we even get stressed. I feel like everyone in listening to this podcast should take a step back and ask themselves, like, if you get that passionate and get that stressed about something, how fortunate are you to even care to that degree? I mean, honestly, I'll be totally frank. There were, you know, at one point we had 6,000 concurrent viewers total. We reached more than 90,000 uniques today. And you know what? All of those people were watching our show while they should have been working because and they, they were, don't and they were loving that it. much about yeah. their job. Exactly. Because they are looking for a little bit of an escape and i and i reminded my team today at the end i said look guys like how guys and gals how fortunate are we that we even have the opportunity to lose our cool with each other because we care so much about what we do when so many people just don't and and we know that that they don't because no matter what they say they can say well danny you're wrong and whatever but you know the numbers tell us that millions of people are playing on our site when they should be working you know and, and it's and it's so awesome and we're so fortunate and i am just in one of those very grateful humble moments right now and also just kind of exhausted from a day that was awesome you know to see hikaru nakamura destroy his opponent in some just amazing chess but but it's just one of those days for me where I'm I'm sorry to being a little too much self reflection, but that's kind of just where I'm at. So let's let dive in. Gotta let it out. Now, did you? Now, let me ask you one question before we go on to 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 our subjects for the week. Now, did you make it right? Did you did you Absolutely. take that step back and you you made it now? And then and everyone was able to reflect. I think that's yep. the important part because you you can reflect on it the next day or the next day, but it's it's like if you don't do and make it right. You know, I think I think you're not going to lose some respect. You're going to you're going to lose you're going to lose a little face. You're going to lose a little bit of uh, of that from from everyone around you, I think. And I've, right. I've realized that it's like if I step my bounds and I yeah, I've taken a step back and I said, hey, I seem to have a call. And I just, you know, I was in the state. Something else was going on. You know, I was so caught up. I it, it just came out, you know, and yep. I didn't mean to belittle or to yell or get upset about it. But I just want to let you know that, listen, I appreciate, you know, everything that, that the whole team is doing. And, and I'm sorry that I got to that point. I'm going to not let, I'm going to try not to let that happen again. And that's the biggest part is that you have yep. to, you have to build and we're going to get stronger from this and we're all one team and I'm with you guys. And I need, also, I want you guys to call me out on my BS, right? That's the right. thing is like, I, I would appreciate that if you call me out on my BS. And it's hard because in the moment yeah. when things are heated, if they didn't, I mean, that's part of the responsibility you have as a, I hate to use that word, as a boss, you know, as a superior, like there, yeah. you know, in those, in those moments you are, you know, but it'll be what, like you said, what makes you a good leader, what makes, what makes me, I, I think a, a, a good leader and a manager is in the end, I did make it right. And I, and I even, I even took a step back. I even communicated a couple of things to a couple of teammates that I think they saw as being out of the blue where I just said, Hey, you know, I was really critical of this a couple of weeks ago. I'm sorry. I, I really did that today. This afternoon has been literally Danny in self-reflection like <laughs> mode. And I've just been like, you know what? It's, it is so great. And so you're right. I did make it right. I mean, I think everyone's happy. Like I said, it did kind of become a love fest by the end. Everybody's sort of appreciating each other and how much we care and, and all those things. So you're totally right. And, um, and thank you, know you this, for – This is so funny because I literally – I came back from Cuba, which we'll get into in a bit. But my coworker, Lacey, who is in our marketing department, she's amazing. And I go, she was, I were on an email thread. Like I literally just got back and I go, Lacey, like Lacey, can you, um, can you connect with these people? And she goes, sure. She goes, Hey, so what's going on with this, this company? And I go, Hey, Lacey. 
And I, and I was thinking at that moment, I was like, Lacey's so great. I send her an email. She knows that she needs to communicate. She knows that I hate email. So she just hops on Slack and she just goes, she goes, hey, let, let's discuss this thing. And I'm like, you know what, Lacey? I'm like, you're the best. I, 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 I'm reading my Slack. I said, you're the best. I just want you to know. And I said, I've always loved working with you and your amazing energy because she's super energetic. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it, but I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. I, I swear, this is I'm reading this from my Slack. And she goes, what made you say that? And I go, I, I, I swear, this is so funny. I go, I just think that sometimes people don't thank others for what they do. We just get caught up in our stuff. I literally said that two days ago. And yeah. it's true. It's we funny. just get so caught up. It's like we're in a parallel like d- dimension yeah. universe right now, you know? I mean, by the way, we need to have a discussion if one was more likely aliens on another planet or parallel dimensions, hashtag future episode topic. Let's wait for that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, now that we've really opened – and this is all true. It's not BS. Honestly, this is maybe what life should be about. I mean, just like I just kind of wearing it and this is how it is. You know, I, I personally believe that we all – project our things on people at times as a human being it happens and and what's separate it's like you know the stupid phrase but it's not stupid it's like to err is human to forgive is divine right but it's not even just to forgive other people it's to like self-reflect and be willing to be humble with yourself like and be like you know what i did kind of screw up and and hey we're gonna get better from this and all that stuff and i think um you're right. People don't thank each other enough. Don't make those sort of like earnest communications where you're just you're in you're in your you're in your positive mode, you know. And there, of course, yeah. things need to get yeah. done. You know what? The thing about our job, dude, is is it actually helps us learn that the the, the joke of life, which is you are always in charge and and in choice of where you're going to spend your time and how you're going to treat people. You know why? Because our job really never ends. I mean, if I wanted to. There's always something to do at chess.com 24-7. Same with you. And so as somebody who's like, as you go into a manager of an online company, you learn the definition of setting your own time. You have to choose when work ends and not let work run you. You have to choose where and how and what you're going to focus on. And it's a very, and I think it can be applied to a lot of things. You have to choose in every moment how you're going to communicate to people and what's important to you. And I think... um, I think it's just a phenomenal thing, and I think uh, I, I learned the lesson often, unfortunately, sometimes after I've screwed up. But it's also yeah. kind of how life is. So, but it happens, and you and you build right. off, and you go from it. You know, one thing that's out of my control, though, is happens to be this. Uh, we proudly serve Starbucks via Microsoft Americano that I am drinking <laughs> currently. You know, I was so excited, Danny, because I got is it back the oxymoron from, of what you just said. We proudly serve Starbucks. Uh, said nobody ever. Um, and, you know, it's not that Starbucks is bad. We've talked about this a lot. But, you know, I got back from Cuba and I go, oh, I'm so excited to podcast with Danny because I'm not going to have to go into Redmond. I'm going to be at home. I have these wonderful blue bottle beans um, from Tonks, like the the, the, the shipment company. Right, I, right. I don't know what they are. I didn't even get to see what they were because I was going to read the description. And I've, I've been making some Chemex and some AeroPresses with this coffee. And it's just been it's been delightful. Like it's been a delightful brew. I don't know if that's what Luke has currently, but whatever it is, it's delightful. And you know what? I'm like, I got to get called in because a lot of keynote stuff happening. Keynotes are crazy. Yep. And uh, I get pulled in and I'm like, I still, I'm about to fall asleep. So I'm going to go get a coffee and one cafe, one cafe in all of 150 buildings at Microsoft are open. And uh, I go, can I get an Americano with a lot of room? Give me a, lot, give me a lot of room in that cup. But I – but that's been, you know, my situation. I said I, I survived Cuba, and I and I, I can say that coffee made at home in my apartment has never tasted so good. That that that's my story. But uh, 
I don't know. It's crazy. I, I love that. And, and I do want to ask a little more about, about Cuba. And, but speaking of getting coffee in our local areas, one thing I wanted to just share with everybody that I was so excited about is I did find a local coffee shop that serves an organic red eye mm. that um, – I went nutty for it. I went bananas. I went there multiple times. I, I, I considered afternoon coffee when I was when I when I had no business doing it. Um, so I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and it's important because all the other less than ideal forms of coffee require cream normally, as you just said. And one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm on a kind of a dairy free kick. Yeah. And, and I'm not one of those crazy dairy free people who's like driving his wife nuts. My 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 wife Shauna shared with me hilarious uh, meme that said it basically said something like you know i love my husband a lot but i fear the day he tells me we have to give up cheese because then i have to take the kids and leave in the night that's, that's you know? and that you know what that's an accurate statement if right. i ever told heather from you know if i ever told heather she's from uh, a place where good cheese comes from and cheese curd right. specifically and uh if i was to ever tell her that uh, I believe that would be the end of our relationship. Right. If there, <laughs> so, if there was no, the cheese. The cheese is the focal point of every good relationship and marriage. Right. And without that cheese, um, what's hey, left? No, seriously. So we're in that right now. I'm learning a lot, though. You can replace a lot of what you use cheese for with avocado, just because avocado is just nature's natural, just deliciousness. Avocados mm. are. So I, I, you know, we make, we eat a lot of beans and rice in my family. We do eat very healthy in general. My wife makes like everything awesome and, um, we don't mainly gluten-free diet. We don't eat a lot of, um, a lot of, um, bread, dairy anyway, bread. bread or dairy. But, um, I, I was kind of recommended to it by someone to maybe give it a try. So going through a little bit of a dairy-free kick makes finding a red eye that's so nice that you don't need any cream in that much sweeter. So yeah, that's the yeah. kind of thing. It's like it, it, it's if I can't always use use the Chemex or get a get a sweet little coffee brew going, you need a good cup of Joe, not a Dunkin' Donuts Starbucks that you're gonna need some cream in. <laughs> that's you that's know? always been my problem. Is even here, I'll go in and I'll get a red eye every morning, and I gotta I gotta splash it with a, some half and half, and that makes that takes that coffee, which was five calories, and just a splash of half and half is like oh, yeah. adding unnecessary calories. And you know what? Heather replaced uh, her half and half usage with coconut milk she like, tried you know that yeah. she liked it coconut milk is is like i don't i th I feel like i'm gonna be more of a nut milk guy like i'm digging the almond milk i'm, I'm digging an our milk guy i'm an yeah, almond milk guy i'm digging our cashew milk i realized oh. that those two things are are kind of where i'm leaning away from the coconut because coconut flavor is is it becomes very specific within the coffee and, and so i i feel like the nut the nut milks are kind of where i'm leaning maybe they're less they're less aggressive about how much they control the flavor of the coffee to me. And they're um, lighter. Like a coconut yeah. milk is thicker. So I think that's why a good coconut milk is like a replacement for a half and half. If you want a more creamier, creamier brew, that's how Heather, Heather's like a little creamier. But me, if I'm going to put anything in it, which I rarely do, right, because I have to be in that mood, there's like a splash. I'm a big almond, almond milk. You know, yeah. I do the the unsweetened original and then 30 calories and, and like a cup of that thing. It's It's great. I love that's it. Every morning, every morning, that's my cereal. I'm a big cereal guy. So before yeah. before we move on to our, our our favorite topic of why technology is ruining our lives, give everybody your you know your your quick hit. Give us how was Cuba. You are probably talking to so many people who I mean nobody's been to Cuba, right? Because things have only changed recently in regards to you know all the the travel restrictions and logistics between our two countries, and of course there's there's um there's so much history, and maybe a lot of us won't ever get to Cuba. So give us your quick. How was Cuba? 
here we go. Here's my breakdown. It was good, interesting, but good, different. All right. I I like to call Cuba like going on holiday, but you got to work for your holiday. Mm -hmm. Like it was great, but it was exhausting and a little bit strange. So it's a beautiful country. So that's like how I describe it to people. I put it into (laughs) all those words together. It's a beautiful country with wonderful people. And Heather speaks uh, uh, fluent Spanish. So that's really helpful. And uh, it's a beautiful country, so it's very picturesque. Uh, you know, you have the Malacón, you can drive along it. We went really far down to Trinidad, which is a city in the southeast, uh, which is beautiful. We sat on the beach for a while. I think I really just couldn't figure out the people. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, for a long time under different control, I couldn't figure out if they were happy, if they were sad, if they were mad. You know, you go to a restaurant, you're kind of just standing around. They don't want to make eye contact with you. They don't really want to talk to you. And you think it would help because Heather is like literally speaking their language very mm-hmm. fluently. And even though we look like tourists and there's tourists everywhere. So even though a lot of people may not go to Cuba, there's tourists everywhere. So many tourists everywhere. Um, and maybe that's what they're mad about. I don't know. But then when I talked to Heather was talking to our, our CASA host, our Airbnb host, and she goes, yeah, all, all Cubans, we love that. We, we're so happy. We love everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where I'm super glad that we went. It was beautiful. And I'm glad we did it now because Raul Castro, who's in order now, he said he's going to he's gonna step down next year because he's been there for almost eight years. And there's been a lot of changes. So I guarantee five years ago, it's very different than in another five years. It'll be really different. But mm-hmm. it was super fun. We walked tons. We explored, took tons of photos. We went to a club inside of a cave. What? Yeah, it was inside Take of a cave. me to this place. It was it was glorious. Run everything's run by the government, so even the club is run by the government. But it's this like tourist, but also local scene in Trinidad. It's literally a nightclub in a cave underground, and it was pretty awesome. Like it was kept it a little bit cooler, but there's just like tons of people, and we're just dancing it up. And uh, it was my first time dan- going to a club with Heather, and she got to experience Mats at his at his best. Dan, you know, on the dance floor. The, the I just with the moves. Mots Mots with the moves. She was all like, who is this guy? What is right. going on? I was like, that's what right. Didn't even know. I shocked my wife with an experience like that when at one point we were at a wedding. What was it? There was wedding and there was a little bit of formal dancing going on. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about Papa Bear, you probably didn't know, is I took three years of ballroom dancing lessons. What? Did not Say, know that. What? That's what? right. I can swing. I can waltz. I can line dance. I can tango. What? You know what? You are, you are talking to somebody who... You know, and I, you know the the big fall for me is I is I, I can't really use my hips. Like you got to really get into it and kind of yeah. shake. And, you know, I'm just like I'm a little bit too much of of just uh, I don't know a rigid. I couldn't quite, but I but I understand the technical moves. You know, it's all pattern recognition to this chess player. So I was you know I was all over that, but it was. Uh, Anyway, that's funny that you surprised her that way. So the one thing I want to confront you on, and I don't know that it's your fault, but you know, on the topic of why technology is ruining our lives, I need you to justify Windows 10 S in 30 seconds. Like, give me your justification for what Microsoft is doing. I, I, I don't know if I can. It, it confuses the entire world. You know, so Microsoft had this amazing educational event, and, and technology is ruining our lives because of situations like that where it's so confusing. So, so Windows 10 S, to boil it down, is two use cases where they confuse everyone because they introduce Windows 10 S and then they introduce this beautiful, stunning laptop that I totally want that's absolutely gorgeous that makes no worlds that they should combine. They really right. have this educational thing. So it's Microsoft EDU and they have this beautiful, you know, story of like, hey, listen, we have Windows 10 S. 
And Windows 10 is great. It's, it's a lovely operating system. But the problem for schools and the problem for parents with kids is that you can install and download anything. So we're going to sandbox it. So we're going to say you can only install stuff off the App Store. So kind of like a Chromebook or an iPad, right? So it's very straight to that. And at the same time, we're bringing Office, we're bringing all that stuff that we love to the Windows Marketplace so you can install it, right? That's actually pretty cool. So imagine if you're a parent that is sending their kids to school, they get these laptops, and they work with companies to say we're, we're going to have laptops as cheap as 200 bucks, right? And there going to be all the power of Windows 10, but you can just get stuff from the App Store. Now – that limits stuff. So maybe some accessories don't work. You're not going to have Steam. You're not going to be playing games. But from an educational point of view, perfect. Nailed it, right? Your first kid's laptop, perfect. The problem is that they introduced a Surface laptop and it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I want one. And they go, oh, it comes with Windows 10S. And I'm like, well, this is a power device that starts at $1,000. And you got to pay 40 bucks to upgrade it? I don't I don't get it. it I mean, they introduced like one. A, all, you know. That's a competition with the you know, with like the power mobile tablet users, kind of like the bigger iPads or, you know, the, yeah. I guess like the straight up Chromebook. Honestly, you did a, by the way, uh, first of all, can we get a round of applause for mods? That was a phenomenal job justifying this train wreck. Um, no, seriously, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> it's not a train wreck. It actually makes a lot of sense because you're talking to somebody who has worked with schools who want to use our awesome chess kid software and mm. have struggles with, with, uh, you know, whether it's the expense of, of PC labs or the hardware investment and, and want to always want to know the most affordable ways to still get access to Chess Kid. And Chromebooks are often what we recommend because yeah. everything we do on, on the web is, is based on the web. And that's all the advantages of not needing any sort of downloadable uh, app or software. And, and it can all be tracked and measured online by people just log by logging into their accounts. So, so we are Chromebook recommenders at chesskid.com and uh, and this is so you you know you sold me good job buddy I think, Mike, yeah, Microsoft I think, should hire you they they should hire me that's <laughs> good. I, mean, I think all they did is they 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 took two events and they smashed them together and I think that was the problem because if if this had come out and say hey listen this is an educational event Windows 10s is for educational and for families with young kids that we want to sandbox. You don't want to get them in trouble, right? Your your phone, you can't really download malicious things. Your tablets, you can't download malicious things. Your laptop should be no different. We have a super powerful. It's super fast. It's super awesome. Schools get everything for free. Right. Go buy our stuff. And then if they had another event that said, hey, look at our super sexy brand new Surface laptop, which is oh, so good. Way better than the Surface book, which I'm recording this on today. Um, it's so nice. It's it's super sexy. Um, but that's the thing is they just smash them together. So I think that's why um, it's just confusing messaging. But hopefully I have summarized Windows 10 S. And if you hate it and you get a laptop with it, it's $40 to upgrade and it's a one button click. So they, at least they made it easy, easy transition. Yeah, but, you I, know, I, I was I was, you know, on the subject of of actually talking about uh, Chess Kid and chess in general. I sat down and watched this amazing video of a, a beautiful man um, who got to moderate a panel um, in front of a role model, a hero in the chess community. You know, I've never seen Magnus uh, Carlson. Uh, I don't think I've watched like a full video of him like talking and in any interviews like oh, that wow. he's done outside of chess. Like I've seen him like do interviews right after chess, but like he's got to be wiped, right? I right, mean. Right. I mean, even if it's a 10 minute match, like you're still wiped. That's an adrenaline rush. But like he just did a, an amazing interview. Um, and it was so interesting to me. But I was like, you know what? Hopefully, Danny can hopefully explain if or if not chess actually matters. 
Because you were there. So, so did you did you actually watch you watched our full thing, our full Milken conference? I did. Oh. I watched the full Milken. I didn't know what Milken was. Um, uh, sounds yeah. like a milk product. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what Milken, what the Milken Institute was until about three weeks ago when they when they when they rang. Uh, yeah. So this is so. Why doesn't chess matter this week? It it matters. It really does matter. That's what's awesome. Is it was so this thing was. By the way, I appreciate you the compliments. I felt like I looked a little chubby in my suit. My haircut made my face look fatter, but let's get into that later. That's just my own, you know, honest truth <laughs> about the, my the camera. The camera always adds, you know, time about, about myself, my self-deprecating viewpoints of myself. Um, but uh, you know, regardless of how I actually, I felt like I looked like a security guard who got lost and they gave a microphone you, to. You, you but, did look a little bit like a lost puppy on stage, and you're like, <laughs> as you walked out, and you're like, oh my god, there's Magnus. Oh my god, there's Magnus. Like. I'm gonna no, moderate. The, I swear, no, I do I've, this professionally. I've done, <laughs> I've done. I've done events with Magnus, of course, before. But honestly, here's the background about this thing, and and I hope yeah. everybody will take the time to check out. Um, those of you who were waiting for it and watched it live were a little frustrated with the live stream service that the Milken Institute people had going, rightfully so, because apparently it was, I didn't know this till later, it was very laggy and choppy. But uh, the full video replay is now available on YouTube, and uh, we'll, we'll link it here in the show notes. You can you can watch the full interview or just skip to about 33 minutes when, when the real action starts. But um, it... So this event, real quick background, I got to share it because this has been kind of, it was top secret at first as like all these weird events are, and then it became something we could share. But the Milken Institute Foundation, first of all, kudos to them. It is one of these things that has the the goals of crossing party lines. I mean, you had, you know, whoever, I forget her name, the woman that Trump put in charge of the education department that they've taken a ton of heat for, along with Joe Biden and George Bush and J.J. Abrams was there and Reese Witherspoon and Kareem what? Abdul-Jabbar. Are, and That's crazy. Have you seen the list of speakers at this thing? No, I didn't even. Dude, didn't, dude yeah. you have to go check it. Well, right. well, I'm going to put a link here, I everybody, saw you. to the, to I the saw Milken. You. Let me let me put a link here to the Milken Institute general general site and the list of speakers that was there. That yours truly, this idiot chess player, had the pleasure of being listed along with. I mean, there were the the you know who the keynote speakers were in previous years: Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Jessica oh, Alba. Like people doing things for the world, or or their vision is to do things that are a little bit beyond. You know, it's supposed to transcend politics and transcend those things, and just get a bunch of people together who are really smart, usually pretty decently well connected probably bring in some cash with them and um and get these people to talk about critical issues i mean I, I i got kind of a full pass to this whole thing because of my because of being involved in the chess thing and i i was able to sign up for anything i wanted from you know there were speaks on uh speakers on uh you know uh Clone, you know, cloning. What is it? Stem cell development and anti-aging mm -hmm. stuff, and of course, you know, environmental stuff. It was crazy. So let me just give links. You guys will check out what the Milken Institute is. But you know, preparing for this event with with them, with Magnus is not a big deal. But here's what happened. So we were told. Is, Mag like is a Magnus a cool guy? Is he just like cool to hang out with? I gotta know. Or is he? Is Magnus is. Magnus is cool. He, he's, you know, he's he's very reserved at first. We've now mm -hmm. done several things together, and and both online and in person, and. Um, I think at first it was much more of an aloof thing, which I understand because he, he kind of has a lot of people that are just become huge fanboys. You know, I've never taken yeah. a, a picture with him despite the things we've done together. You know, you kind of have to, you got to kind of respect the, the, the process and the celebrity. I mean, he's not a, you know, he's not a JJ Abrams, but obviously in the chess world, I'm, you know, he deals with a lot of that stuff, but. 
he is cool. In fact, he went out of his way. To, we kind of chatted about some stuff on chess.com, and it was cool. And it was actually um, – I think he's maturing, and you know, I can say that because he is younger than me. And I think initially he was even more reserved and sort of because of that kind of kind of could come across as a little bit arrogant at times and, and a little bit aloof. And I think he's working on that and, and doing, uh, doing his best to – I feel bad because you kind of, you know, he's doing his best to basically learn how to play the game. You got to kind of talk and tell people what they want to hear because you're a star. And then you have to be genuine and authentic to yourself in the process. And it's very important to reflect and know the things you really say or feel to these random questions he was asked by, like Eric Schatzker and stuff. And I, I think he's doing a good job. I think he's getting better. I think there's room for improvement in terms of how he presents. But as a guy, I'm actually enjoying his company more than... More than I did before. Is that cool to say? I feel like now I'm being a jerk, but I'm just being honest. But more than I did before, I think yeah. he's. I think he's a. I think he's a cool guy. Um, people grow, you know, just, and if you yeah. if you hit like a celebrity status like early on, and people are you know going out, even for me, I think you know it's it's a difference between playing a game and then playing a game at, at that level and then going right. It's just like me. It, I I can give a session, but I give a hundred sessions. I'm interacting with thousands of people, and then you get. A following and then people they almost like expect you to act a certain way so it's a big learning process i think everyone yep. goes through it's me you anyone that you go through uh, i mean as we grow older but also as we grow in our profession so i think right. there's multiple i love his headshot in this photo by the way yeah, the, <laughs> the, the headshot notes. is sexy right i mean that's a damn good photo yeah um yeah, so it, it, what, I forget what I was gonna. What I was gonna say is just the process was. Oh, the reason why it was so exciting is because. So here's the quick format of why this chess event happened. So people are you're either gonna check out the Milken Institute and all these special events, or you're not. No big deal. But let's just say that this event goes on every year for four or five days, and there's a ton of people there. I mean, you'll find people listed as. I'm pretty sure the Prince of Saudi Arabia was there. Oh he, he was listed as His Highness on the website. Anyway, um. But every night they have different kind of special events in this pavilion area, and there's limited seating. They can only max fit about 250 people for fire restrictions and stuff. And the of all the events that take place kind of in the evenings, people are given – uh, sort of a, you know, a thing to fill out. Let us know what you'd be interested in attending, all that stuff. The Magnus Carlsen event, by the time it came, was by far the most popular requested kind of cocktail hour sort of event from five to six. And it had more than 500 people that had requested and they had to cap the room at 250. There were people standing in the back. So chess, as far as what chess is, as far as the reason I said it matters this week is because it showed that it has an allure. It has an appeal to people where they're, they're very curious. And I think some were more involved and knew more than others, but it was just like people saw this as an option, both celebrities and, and non-celebrities, but honestly, really, you know, really influential and important people in a ton of different fields. I mean, we can't even mention people. I mean, George Bush was there. You can't even, I mean, people like the president of Harvard who was giving talks like that guy wasn't even a big deal there, right? I mean, it's just crazy. Um and so it was super – I was I was nervous and it, I, I usually – you know, I do a lot of these things and I'm talking to thousands of people at a time. But really it's just, you know, Danny alone in his green screen room <laughs> just kind of just messing <laughs> messing with himself it's, to a degree and, and people either setup. enjoy it or not, right? Yeah. And like people either get it or not. But in this case, there was a lot of pressure and – um you know, given that we were given some compliments afterwards, they people felt like it was really engaging um, and uh, – 
I have no idea how you kept up because so the situation was there was what 20 players, 15 players. He, Magnus was playing actively. This is what blew my mind because I watched this video. I actually watched the live stream. I, th- I wish there was a YouTube. I watched the live stream like recording of it. So it was pretty choppy, but I opened it in Edge and it worked better for some reason. This is all flash. Hmm. But I, I was watching it back. And from my, from my understanding, every different type of chess kind of blows my mind. Magnus was actively battling against what 10 people was it 10 mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and and they all had like they could hit their timer but his timer never stopped so if he was at player five but player one had already played he needed to like run back to player one to like play the yep. next move and what i loved about magnus there was a great moment where one of the, one of the kids that was there because there's two kids that there that were super smart and they're playing against him is like magnus was like was helping him almost or like pointing out the things so it's not like Magnus was only like playing against the person, but he like I think he like flipped the role. He must do that in his mind where he is is like sitting in their shoes and and is like pointing out these things. And I have no idea how you even kept up to it at the same time because you are actively, you know, not only just trying to follow Magnus, point out the plays, make it engaging, but follow all ten at the same time. It was it was fun to watch. Like I, it, had, it was it was nutty. And you know what's funny is that they, no matter what, when you do these sort of pregame things, and I was trying to, I it's my job to get people hyped up, and so I try to play up certain things and and all that stuff. But the truth is, I mean, Magnus and I had a serious talk before the event about whether he could do this mm-hmm. because. The, the physical time, it's not a matter of the chess and whatever, but, you know, and I, I started out with a line that kind of said Magnus is always learning and Magnus all, also wants to challenge himself. That was not BS. I mean, we talked about it. There was also a 2000 rated player. That guy, Brett Bryan, who you'll see is a, you know, a senior software engineer at Google. He's mm-hmm. like a 2000, 2100 rated player, which is, which is a, 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 I talked about Toby, this kid, but he is a seriously decent, very, very good chess player. Like, and, and so when I said to people like, Hey, this is, this is, the most difficult simul format I've seen like in a long time, maybe ever. That was not BS. I mean, and I've been a part of some things like that uh, where, you know, that amount of time for 10 boards to get there, there's a reason why one of the games ended up timing out and I kind of made it up to everybody to make sure Magnus really won all 10 by letting him kind of call out his shot and his mate in the end, you'll see. And then he actually mates in six or seven moves, which was cool that he was able to deliver, which I kind of figured he would. Yeah. Classic, classic Magnus move. Am I right? Yeah. But it was just interesting to know that it was really actually tricky. And sometimes people who've never seen that before don't know what they're seeing. And um, anyway, it was funny. So whatever, I think people should check it out. It's kind of a funny thing to make chess matter this week. And uh, it was a, a random thing that we get out randomly. We, we get out of the world of emails and and, uh, and chess things on chess.com. So to do an in-person thing like that was pretty cool. So, yeah. But, you know, before we go, we have we always have to ask, Mots, where are you going next? Well, I get pretty lucky because uh, next week is Build Upcoming, and it's actually here in Seattle. However, literally immediately after Build, I'm off to – it is conference season in full swing. I am off to Austin, Texas, and then Vegas, and then Boston, and that is just in May. Um, and it's going to be banana, banana hammock. I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, next stop, Austin. I'm coming for you. It's, it's going to be a blast. I'm really excited. I love Austin. I have family in Austin. Um, but you know what? Today in Seattle, 73 degrees, just absolutely oh, beautiful. Oh, you're leaving behind paradise. Leaving behind paradise. That's a good song. Because uh, everyone talks about, I want to go to paradise, but I'm leaving paradise. That's not, I mean, you and I just did it. Hashtag, you're welcome, John Legend. You're going to steal that song idea. Dun, dun, you're welcome. <laughs> well, Moana for you. Boom, dropping. Well, Have you seen, you've seen you've Moana. Seen, 
Of course I've seen, I mean, hey, dude, you're talking to a guy who only sees kid movies. Oh, by the way, I forgot to share, while at the Milk and Thing, one of the best parts is me and Eric, um, you know, Eric was there together. And by the way, he really is like the coolest CEO. People don't even know. He, Eric is, I mean, he, he's done very well for himself, right? And I'm not going to talk money, whatever, but he's the CEO of chess.com, which is a completely debt-free, very profitable company. We're doing well and we give a lot back. We do so much. And Eric, Eric, it's like, he's never has any sort of you know, he, he's never presumptuous about whether he's respected or considered. He's the one who set up all the chess boards and did all the grunt That's work cool. and did all the clocks. And none of these guys know that probably after Magnus Carlsen, Eric is probably the most important person in the chess world. I mean, like, honestly, as far <laughs> as the guy who runs the, the largest chess company ever, right? And, and and so that was just really cool. But Eric and I, the big, the best thing was each night we got to go see two movies. So got to give two quick movie shout outs before we go. Number one, saw Logan, the Wolverine movie. It was mm-hmm. good. I'm so glad. He- oh, so wait, I, I shouldn't have said that. Hashtag, um, he- spoil- hashtag, hashtag spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> we'll got- cut that from the show. Oh, I'm so goodness. glad that I'm so glad that it ended the saga. I mean, I can't take any more of the X Men, but it was a great movie. Second movie, that's just my like. Danny ruined it for you, but here's that's the truth. It's it's still worth seeing because you can already kind of see it coming in the beginning. But the second movie we saw was Get Out. This one by um, Jordan Peele. Have you heard about this movie? I have not, no. It is beyond good. It had more – we saw it because it had 100% like – if they could give a movie more than 100% of Rotten Tomatoes, I'm sure they would. It was absolutely frightening, riveting, and a moving movie. It, it honestly blew my mind. And it's coming from a guy who doesn't get to see a lot of adult movies, so clearly I was – I mean I was a little Jones and apparently I didn't even know. But – um. The movie cost them, I think, out the door production, like four point seven million. It grossed almost forty million in its opening. He is killing it right now. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a horror movie meets dark comedy, but it huh. will, it will, it is a movie that will make you think. There are moments where you get like thoughts in yourself, and then because things go differently, makes you realize thoughts you have. Super fascinating movie. Highly recommend it. Very intense. Um, and, uh, I, I really enjoyed get out. It looks so good. I got to check it out. 99% on the tomato meter. Not going to yep. lie. And that's, cool. it's getting more, I'm sure. So I probably just dropped down to hundred because finally somebody <laughs> gave it a bad rating. That's what happens. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's a bit, not, nothing. Else. I wish we didn't watch very many movies. I don't think we, we did a lot of Netflix offline caching. We've been watching Hawaii five Oh, um, I don't know why, but we picked it out. We've been watching that, which has been pretty good. Um, I don't know, but I wish we did. We want to watch some, we want to go see some movies, but. We've just been, you know, Cuba, Cuba happened. We lived off of uh, one hour of internet that cost $5 for a whole week. It was magical. So I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be here with you, Danny. Chess does matter. And yes, technology is enriching our lives. <laughs> You've heard it here first on Coffee House Blunders. Oh my good, Danny. I am, uh, goodness, Danny, I, I can't believe this all is all coming together. I love Every this was a great. Week. This was a fun show. Thanks to everybody for for you know just letting us bear our souls in this way and and for even listening to it. And I, I really enjoyed being able to kind of let it all loose and let you know how the how how things were really going. Absolutely, you can find us at blunders.fm. That is correct. Subscribe everywhere. We're on every single place that you can possibly find a podcast. And if you happen to use iTunes, we could not. Thank you enough if you could leave us a review. It helps us tremendously. You have no idea. A single review, two reviews, 18 reviews. Get all your friends. Share this 
podcast with your friends. If you use Overcast, hit that like button, send it and share it with your friends. We'd really appreciate it with you, with, uh, with everything. We just love it. We want to get this show out. Uh, you can find Danny on Twitter at Daniel Wrench. I'm at James Montemagno. Until next time, I'm Mots. And I'm Danny. I love you, buddy.